Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And over there is... Just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down. Mm, with no with no background sound. That's how we get down. Man, you <laughs> messed up the dude, man. Yo, nah, yeah. Actually, no, I'm not going to laugh that off, man. How many weeks has it been? I'm tired of this. I'm telling you. What? Don't let it happen. I'm going <sighs> But you didn't say Zen. on WMF Radio. That's probably Zen. his cue, and you messed that up. That's your fault. Ah, forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. The side of me, I look over to my man. He stays crunchy in milk. He's Black Adam Willis. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best compliment I've ever received, actually. Um, yes, but uh, how are you doing, Patrice? Are you enjoying the last few days of the city without the uh, college invasion? Oh, as you know, I am, because you, that this is uh, a bittersweet week. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, why, why bittersweet? Because I'm uh, working in the uh, restaurant bar industry. A lot of my uh, business oh. depends upon uh, these students coming back and okay. spending money. But at the same time, a lot of my sanity is based on them not being here. Okay, no, that makes sense. So, that makes uh, sense. I, I'm sorry, man. I didn't realize it was it hit you, it hit <laughs> you that a, hard. Such a week. Yeah, no, no. It's Comes in struggling. Right. Oh, you got to understand. Oh, things are, things are tough. All around. Gotta wait in line for everything now. Yeah, Chipotle's crazy. Oh, but now I'm I'm okay, man. You know, I I have I have enough of a of a of a, of a hard enough time going to an establishment uh, to enjoy a nice uh, nice cocktail with my friends and discuss Chaucer and the work. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was reading Byron the other day in, yeah. a, in a Starbucks and yeah, just sitting there. You know, I was in Indo China discussing. Uh, uh, no, no, dude, honestly, yeah. man, I'm I'm enjoying the city. It's been nice weather. Even even though they were talking about great. downpours. Yeah, yeah, you know, and dude, the blow up of like all movies coming out that have flown under the radar were yeah. great. And then yeah. some that were just crap, but still decent to see. So much stuff on like, uh, it's coming out on Netflix, man. We're talking about a bunch of them today on the show. Yeah, we got a bunch of reviews. We got we got some movies, mm-hmm. we got some TV. Oh, a bunch yeah, of good yeah, entertainment yeah. coming that we're all going to cover. Uh, what, do you, what do you got? What do we, I know we're talking about the Defenders. Oh yeah, we're talking about the Defenders. We're talking about Birth of the Dragon. Yes. Which I know uh, just Johnny over there is anxious to see. Oh, yeah. Can't wait, man. I love Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh, you will it's be. about Bruce Lee, right? You will be surprised, Bruce my Street, friend. Yeah, oh, okay. Also, the man, Bruce Lee? the man over there is kid-tested, mother-approved. He's just Johnny. Yo. Mm-hmm. Dude, and, you remember all of them. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, the, it's one of the uh, subgenres of the exploitation thing. It's not like black exploitation mm-hmm. or like women in cage movies. It's like a Bruce Lee exploitation. Bruce there was how Floyd. many Bruce Lees were there? There was Bruce, uh, Bruce oh, oh, Lee, yeah, L-I, Bruce, yeah. Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy, of course. But there's, uh, uh, Bruce Leroy was, um, was that, the, the Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. The last, oh, that movie there was so like good. four or five so Bruce Lees. There was, uh, there was a lot of them. all making really bad kung fu movies. Uh, well, what's the movie? Um, doggone it. Uh, Finishing the Game is a, uh, is a good movie I think you should see. It's a mockumentary. Okay. About um, Bruce Lee's last movie, The Game. Right. After he passed. Well, it's uh, where he fights Kareem. <laughs> yeah, it's where he fights right. Kareem. He Abdul gets the, uh, the, the footprint in his chest and the Big yellow ass, like, right. you know, a uh, uh, foot and a half long footprint <laughs> on his chest. <laughs> Literally, a yeah. like his whole torso. Is mm-hmm. does, does the golden child count? The no. golden child does not count. That does is uh, Bruce Lee. That is uh, that, Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, As, uh, in the most Eddie Murphy E movie. Yeah, but no, I know what you're talking okay. about. You talking about uh, f- um uh you talking about when the uh movies tried to capitalize on Bruce Lee's fame with okay, this is, you know, uh, uh Bryson Lau. You know, it's right. like so he's uh, uh, he's uh, like uh, Bruce Lee's second cousin once there was this whole thing like, like late seventies where they're just literally ripping off Bruce Lee by using his name. Well yeah, but think about it this but way spelling it different. The comparison to that now 
is you have a movie that comes out and it's big in theaters so the sci-fi channel releases something that's along the same line story-wise right you know when uh twister was big they came out with tornado oh yeah or like volcano and there was dante's peak well that was, i think that was, dante's was, peak was first but that was different those were two movies in theaters like two major motion pictures not just like a directed dvd ripoff of uh something that you may like yeah try. yeah but now you talk about that era um i mentioned finishing the game because that's a mockumentary of uh studios bringing in random cats like i remember the uh, the main cat there was um there was yeah bruce lee and then there was uh there was uh there was oh i think his name was Bri- it was bryce lou Mm. <laughs> uh, I think his name. I think his name was Bryce. Yeah, and he was like another martial arts star. And a bunch of people because they were gonna do just same initials, just the same thing. Yeah, right. they were just gonna cast a different Asian actor to finish Bruce Lee's unfinished movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, so weird stuff, man, yeah. going on. It was kind of it's, funny. It's 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 a it's troubling watching that uh his, that movie we're talking about. It's because you've seen the game or the the last Bruce Lee movie yeah, because finish, he uh, didn't uh, surviving the game. Yeah, it's because he doesn't. He's not in every scene, so really all he's in is at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where he's actually moving up the tower and mm-hmm. fighting like a, basically a higher boss. It's like a really good end to a video game. <laughs> basically is that movie, you know what I mean? But well, what uh, all the scenes know. before that, it's like really bad uh, stand-ins for Bruce Lee. Ah, uh, we, we try not to not to really, really like, focus really on that. Focus like, on let's that. not dishonor his legacy by, by focusing on how crappy the movie was. Right. Herb, you've seen uh, uh, finished, uh, surviving the game, my friend? Have you seen Surviving the Game? I have not. Yeah, okay, knows. so what? Surviving the Game is Bruce Lee's last movie. It's the one where he wears that yellow jumpsuit that, that, that he's become like famous for. Name? Surviving the Game, yeah. Yes. Is I'm that sure. the one he kills? Uh, um, what's his name in it? Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar. Talking about Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. No, oh, no, 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 no. That was, the, that was Return of the Dragon. I seen Return of the Dragon. I haven't seen anything past that. Okay, Return of the Dragon was different because you have Enter the Dragon, and then Return of the Dragon had nothing to do with Enter the Dragon at all. Completely different story. He's. Uh, it takes place in America. He's here to help uh, some folks um, uh, open a restaurant and run it, and the mob. That no, was involved. Game of Death. That's what I'm saying. Game of Death. Yeah, that's the last. Damn, surviving the game. Wow, I know what surviving the game is. You're gonna, you're gonna, get, you're gonna get a kick out that of this. That ain't right, but it no, was, you're gonna get get a kick out of this. Surviving the game is that movie with Ice T being hunted <laughs> in the woods by Charles S. Dutton and, yeah. and, uh, and Gary Busey, which is like a take on a bunch of other movies. Which yeah. is Hard Target has that. Uh, oh, uh, man, yeah, Hard Target too. And then the most, yeah, hard, da- hard, most hard, hard, hard Target had Wilford Brimley though. <laughs> yes, in, you know, as his dad, or his grandpa, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I still his, have your shotgun, Chance. I still have your shotgun. Oh, awful! I'm and he shoots somebody with a bow. Wilford Brimley, Mr. Diabetes it was, it was himself, shoots somebody. Right? No, I wasn't exploding, but he okay. shoots somebody with. I think it was on fire. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, and was... they had the the entire back uh, background of him was just like this burning thing. And he's got like this great Carhartt thing with his mustache, and he's just shooting people with bone arrows. Yeah, this cat was gangster, man. Yo, Herb, can you Check do me a favor? How's my mic sound? Because I'm getting some I'm some like tinny audio in the uh, in the headphones yeah, here. Fading in now too. Yeah. All right, sorry. Um, no, okay, so that was, yeah, Wilford got Wilford Brimley riding on horseback, firing a bow at people. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. Yeah, the 90s stuff. got a little heady. <laughs> no kidding, but we talk about right. the 70s. And, blo- and we, we've gotten so far off the point of the Not actual so show. so far because off the point, but we got, we got a lot of good stuff coming out yeah. uh, to review. And, of course, one of them is this new uh, Bruce Lee uh, yes, survive. Uh, that, uh, see, now I'm, I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm sorry. sorry. Game of Death. And finishing the game is the mockumentary. And it gave us, remember the dude Han uh, from the Fast yes. and Furious franchise? Yes. Yep, he's in there. Oh, and okay. I mentioned him as Han because I was always I, wondering I, what he was doing lately. 
Uh, well, no, this was this was this was before actually. This was long before. This yeah. was before. Um, I think this was between uh, Tokyo Drift and uh, Fast Five. So he was in this movie finishing the game, and he's actually a big dude. You can't tell because mm-hmm. when he's up against like uh, when he's up against uh, Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson, he looks tiny. As most people, yeah. yeah. But you see him in uh, finishing the game, and he's actually like he's he's kind of big. He's kind of he's kind of built. So it's movie steroids. Um, I don't know about that because he's not. It's not ridiculous. It's not like it's not like mutinous, uh, mutinous. It's not. It's not like ridiculous proportions and such. You know, he's he's no. He's no, he's, he hasn't gone Zac Efron. You know, he still keeps it within like or Chris pounds. Evans or something like that. Chris Evans. They're all on it. They're well, Chris, Chris Evans just kind of slimmed down and cut up. Like he's he's getting fatter now. You know. Well, the whole. This is a whole nother story, but yeah, like, lay, yeah. lay on me. What do you got? Well, I'm just saying, uh, Chris Evans has to be on steroids. I mean, because Captain America is essentially the story of the first steroids. Mm. It's like, oh, you pump a, give a guy a shot or something like that. You put him in a thing, and then he comes out uh, bigger than ever. Well, yeah, but he was always he was always kind of a you know in shape guy. So I mean, he, right? He's, I, I don't know. I it's, it's 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 hard to stay in that kind of shape year round. You know what I mean? Whenever the all right, no, I, I hear, you, I hear. You. Okay, nope, that makes that makes sense. Here, no, there. But I will point out as well, though, we are just regular, you know, regular schmoes. If your job, like you know, professionally, was to stay in that right, if, shape, if you're bread and butter, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you got you got you got a little extra you benefit. You know, uh, you got a little extra help. On yes. your side, you've you got, got the home trainers. gym, you got the you got, trainers coming in, you got the you know the dietitian exactly, you know, and sure then you your eat. paycheck depends on it. Right. Also, the amount of ass you get depends on it. But at the same time, you think Wolverine and Hugh Jackman is getting that big that late in his career? Oh that, no, he's that act- late in his like eight. You know, he's nah, an older guy. You nah, don't get in that type of shape like yeah. that with. Oh, probably doing something. No, nah, that fool ruined himself. Like he's. And I'm he's, not mad about it. That's not what I'm saying. But bro, I'm uh, mad. I'm hating. <laughs> hating. Hate, 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 hate. All right. Hugh Jackson can sit on it. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, now let's get right into it because I know you were jazzed for our first review. Yeah. Right, even Outcast is on the sucker. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I know you were jazzed for our first review, Logan Lucky. Yes, um, which no. I have not seen, but I am really excited to see this because I am a giant Steve, uh, Steven Soderbergh fan. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, like, you beat me to it, so I'm really excited to hear uh, your review. And this has a bunch of my favorite actors in it, too. Mm-hmm. Including this, uh, this had an Daniel Craig. cast. Oh, I thought you were going to say Katie Holmes. Your favorite actor, Shannon Katie Tatum. Holmes. Yeah. Shannon Tatum has done a lot of good work um, for someone who uh, we really didn't expect to go past those dance movies. He's actually proved he's a good this comedic is, actor. Yeah, they, I mean, mm-hmm. over the past few years, he's really kind of remade himself as uh, an A-list actor, which is yes, crazy indeed. when you think of, like, Step Up, like, nah, this guy's done. Well, I mean, to be, to be fair, in Step Up, at the very least, you could see, like, physicality, so I thought at right. best he'd do, like, a bunch of straight-to-video action movies, right, you know? Right, cast as this guy that can dance and maybe just mm-hmm. be a cute face and something, you know? Yeah, um, he's actually... like, the type of career John Cena's had. Outside of wrestling, in wrestling, John Cena's freaking, you know, like, he, he's legend status, but in movies... You know, this dude's done, they cast him as a soldier here and a soldier there and a mercenary there and then a dad who was a soldier there, you know, so a veteran dad and stuff. So, I mean, um, I, I, I get it, you know, okay. uh, and uh, I, I'm I'm happy for him. He, he, he beat the status quo. He bucked the system. He did. Yeah, you know, it he worked did. out for him. Yeah. So John, yeah, John Cena. Uh, it's, wait, it's so, just, you, I'm sorry. I was talking about Channing Tatum. I know, but I'm saying John Cena. Like they have to kind of do that thing where they kind of pick on their John former selves. You know what I mean? Like that. I think Channing Tatum is too well aware of his reputation before. Yeah. He started getting the bigger roles, and I mm-hmm. think you know having that you know being able to laugh at yourself type thing, mm-hmm. as uh, as Cena is kind of doing as well now. Well, and, he's and done that. Cause, I mean, he's been in some working. decent movies, and you forget he's in them. He was in Haywire. If you 
you remember him in that. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. And he has that great scene at the table. I have to remind myself every now and then. Uh, uh, he's at the diner, and you know what I mean? He's talking to her, and all of a sudden he yeah. just belts this chick in the face. You yeah, know that know was another thing, though. Like, he was he was in there to get his ass kicked by the chick to show to show that, no, she is legitimately a, on think, the men's level. But she you know, even had, though you might think these are, these are big dudes and she's a small woman. No, she was kicking ass. Yeah. But he was there to get to receive an ass woman. That was, at the that same was time, he would have had her if uh, Guy didn't step in and he had, to, uh, he had to distract himself by whooping that guy's ass, too. Oh, true. But, I mean, the Movie, the, the, movie, uh, the movie had layers, is what we're yes. saying. Yes, it did. Uh, it I love did. how we're talking about this random bullshit movie. Herb, you haven't <laughs> seen it, right? Because you're over there, like, fascinated. He's leaning in. <laughs> just like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta check this out. <laughs> anyway, that's another Steven Soderbergh movie as well. Who directed Wait, hey, why was Soderbergh? Yeah. Damn, it's been yeah, so man. long. He's been cast in Channing Tatum and, and everything. Yeah, he started with Magic Mike, right. Haywire, and now Logan Lucky. You know, he sees something in this guy that, uh, all right, you well, know, no. something that uh, he enjoys anyway. Well, oh. good for him, man. Okay, so I can't wait to see um, uh, Gambit by Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> All right, well, okay, well, then I don't know how anxious you'll be to hear about this. Then I, I got some stuff to say. but You're going to show. Uh, no, let, me, let me give the breakdown first. Um, West Virginia, born and raised on the playground. Wait, no. Uh, uh, West, Virginia, uh, West Virginia family, uh, Jimmy Logan teams up with his one-armed brother, Clyde, and sister, Melly to steal money from the Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina. Jimmy also recruits demolition expert Joe Bang. It's a Joe great name. Bang. It really is. Uh, say it one time. Joe Bang. Joe Bang. Joe Bang. <laughs> All right, Herb, let me get a Joe Bang. Awful. I'm not going to say it. What? Joe Bang. Hater. Right. Hater, John, you got a Joe Bang in here? I got nothing, man. Yeah. I don't even know that. No, Joe Bang. What is this? Joe Bang. Joe Bang. Joe Bang. All right, let's there go. go. That right there is a team player, Herb. This guy. All right, but now nah, Joe Bang to help him break uh, to help them break into the track's underground system. Complications arise when a mix-up forces the crew to pull off the heist during a popular NASCAR race while also trying to dodge a relentless FBI agent. Dude. So this sounds exactly like a redneck Ocean's Eleven. Yes, that's exactly how I was going to put it, man. It's kind of like a hybrid between um, a Wes Anderson movie and an old school Guy Ritchie movie. Okay. You know, like if Guy Ritchie came from uh, Louisiana versus instead of England. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, I hear what you're yeah. saying. And, um, okay, now Joe Bang is played by, Daniel of all Craig. people, Daniel Craig, James Bond himself. Mm. So he, he puts on this, this like, thick, it's redneck very accent. high-pitched, too. Well, right? I mean, he, he's high-pitched in general. Kinda... That's just how he speaks. I mean, I'm not going to fault him But he doesn't speak like this pattern. in the movie. He, he, this is definitely this well, affectation this is, that's a little... Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely forcing this, uh, but a lot of people were. Uh, Channing Tatum, if he had an accent, he's done a lot. Of, he's uh, worked a lot to repress it. And Adam Driver, uh, mm-hmm. they give him a thick. Well, he does a thick accent, saying the weirdest stuff. So I'm like, I'm not sure how effective that's going to be because it just took me out of it when I'm looking at these people. Like Adam Driver has done a good accent. Mm-hmm. If you remember, um, Llewellyn. Oh dang! What was his name? Um, Inside Lewin Davis. And thank you, Inside Lewin Davis. Where did I get Llewellyn? I know where I got Llewellyn from. Inside Lewin Davis. Llewellyn he, Moss. You're thinking from. A, <laughs> um, he wasn't in that, was he? What? That, that's not. That's not a thing. That's a person. Llewellyn Moss is uh, the bad guy from uh, what's that uh, Coen Brothers movie? The other Coen Brothers movie. Um, dang it! Not um, not not forget. No, it's Anton. With Sugar. Josh Brolin. Yeah, Anton Sugar. That, that's uh, Llewellyn Moss is the guy searching for, oh, played okay, by Josh yeah. Brolin. 
dude, man, all these start to start to like run together when you get that same hair that uh seventies yeah. <laughs> porn hair. It's it's like the Prince Valiant. I, mm. I I had a hard time taking this dude seriously until he started killing people with the uh, with the cow. Um, what do you call it? pacifier with the with the mercy killing machine? Yeah, basically it puts the yeah. Uh, this has nothing to do at all with Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky is the story of Channing Tatum uh, and his brother, played by Adam Driver, and both of them are I, I don't want to say simple rednecks because that that's that really does them a disservice. But they're really kind of like you know basic, uncomplicated dudes. You know, they're not about all, a lot of pomp and circumstance. And even there's even like one really cool scene where some dude gets uppity and tries to play that fancy stuff, and they they check them proper. Mm-hmm. And you, you think the scene's going one way. And then you realize where it's really going, and you're just like, ah, damn that hat. Oh, that's damn. All right, no, no, do not mess with these guys. Uh. And that was like, that was like my my course of reaction, okay. where I'm like, ah, he's gonna do the stupid thing. Yeah, he did the stupid thing. He did. Oh wait, no, he didn't. Oh what? Oh, I didn't even see that coming. You know, the movie threw me a curveball right there, and that's the thing. It's like it it, it telegraphs a lot. And then, like, changes direction on you. Well, that's, so you know, I, twist. obviously, because you're dealing with, like, a heist movie, you yeah. know, some of that is, you know, the uh, the form and the structure of the movie is also matching, like, the content yeah. as well. Um, but I will say that as far as, like, the uh, the surprises and the awe came for me. Everything else in the movie was I couldn't get away from bad accents. I couldn't get away from the horrible relationship between um, Channing Tatum and uh, Katie Holmes. I couldn't get away from the blatant... Uh, displays of okay, this is obviously your ass character here, and you got another ass character here, and you got another ass character here, and a lot of it was like these people were kind of cartoons, you know. Yeah, it, it, was, like, it so. wasn't just like I'm showing depictions of personality types. I'm showing extremes of personality types. Very one dimensional. Yes. Uh, most everyone. Channing Tatum actually had some good layers, and you see at the left. We're also at the dealing with simple people too, right? Yeah, so maybe but, the one dimensions on purpose. Well, look at it this way: simple people made by um, folks that are usually more highbrow. So it's like okay. their their opinion of these folks. You know, I've met rednecks. Uh, yeah. I'm friends with some rednecks. They're, some of them are actually really good, really cool people, and some of them are very intelligent. Just because they talk like this doesn't mean they're stupid. Right. And, th- and this seems like a movie that was made by somebody who automatically assumes, nah, they talk like this, so they must be stupid. That's one thing that I actually... Uh, that, it, it, uh, it, like it bugged I, I me about it's, it's hard to have an opinion because I haven't seen it, but, uh, you know, I just... Well, no, dude, from somebody who's seen it, that's what I got from this. And I, I, could, I, I could definitely I, see that happening. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's one thing that really took me out of it because I thought there was... Was uh, some good material here, you know? But it's just like, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can blame the direction for that because the actors have to make a choice as well, you know. But it's, it's, so, so you're saying you got hung up on the whole movie because you thought the the characters weren't. Oh, 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 he's off there. You're getting that defensive face on. No, him, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not asking like, because you said that's what threw you off the whole thing. So that, that's what you said. Well, no, that's one of the things that threw me off. Another thing that really threw me off was the characters didn't really have much chemistry between them. You know, you get a cast that is supposed to be brothers. And I mean, there were a few different uh, sets of brothers in this, and I didn't feel any kind of relationship uh, between them. And that may not be a fault of the acting. That may be a fault more of the writing trying to get a um, trying to get the story from point A to point B mm-hmm. without uh, acknowledging that we're paying attention to how the characters carry you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of it was done more for comedy. So I get that when you want to write jokes, you're not really thinking of like the personal relationships of. People right. and the feelings and such. So you know, I get that. Cause the, at, at its crux, it was not a serious heist movie. Like Ocean's Eleven is a serious heist movie with jokes. Yeah. Um, uh, versus, oh, you know, even better, um, the score is a serious heist movie with jokes. 
Right. You know, um, so it's not trying to be one of those. And it's letting you know right off the bat. Like if Ricky Bobby decided to knock over a bank one day, that's almost what this was. It's funny that, the, you know, so that, you know you, what's the most redneck thing you could probably hijack to is like in the NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know what? So I, I would think I, so I, too, but the money that NASCAR makes. Oh my God, what? it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Sure. Like, like you, could, you, could, you, could, you could send an entire high school to college for like year, all four years off of like one day of like one big NASCAR race. That's for it's sure. Ridiculous. They don't have sure. them patches on their clothes for nothing. For real, you know, the sponsorship is out through the roof, and right. people are like, well, I don't know, but all they do is drive around in a circle. Yeah, and they get paid, you know, like <laughs> ridiculously, so don't sleep on it. But, man, um, I honestly have to call out Channing Tatum for his sympathetic acting in this, man. It's a movie where it's not that complicated a script. The fare is pretty simple. It's It seems like one you'll just go in and just kind of sit down, maybe get a couple of laughs and just, you know, call it a day. Channing Tatum really uh, works the angle of, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a guy trying to, you know, uh, I'm just a guy trying to keep it simple, trying to, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, raise my kids right when um, their, uh, their uh, not stepmother, their mother and stepdad because they're divorced is basically exposing every like negative aspect of Southern life, you know, possible, imaginable. And I just kind of want to, you know, support my family, support myself and live and be happy. Like he was, he was like, you know, hot stuff in the past. And now he's just a guy trying to make it. It's and like I got hot that. stuff like reliving high school fame, you know, kind of. I mean? like yeah. If, if Al Bundy ha- had more of a soul, <laughs> You know, good call. Like wow, that, that would, yeah. yeah, that would be that would be Channing Tatum. It was Al Bundy's old high school football days. Yeah, yeah kind of. But you. you know, but you know, <laughs> I, and I like that. I I got that. Like I, I'm like I'm on this dude's side. You sure. know, even when he's doing negative stuff, I'm like, yeah, but I see why he's doing it, and I like the guy personally. So, you know, I'm still with well, him. I think I'm still that's back. Uh, at the core of the heist movie genre, you know what I mean, is uh, the people doing it. So I usually it's like one la- pulled in for one last job or it's oh, just like yeah, you got to do I, it to, you know, you, for the family or something like that. It's always yeah. some reason that has to make you identify with w- with the person doing the crime, you know what I mean, because they can't just be bad. Well, or else you wouldn't care. The heist movies or the other the, the heist movie with the character in the heist movie. You know what okay. I mean? Whoever's putting on the heist, they have to have a, a, a justifiable excuse or or else what's what are you watching you know okay, no true 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 you can also just be like really into criminals man i want to see these cats do some bad stuff right yeah which could be that That's but right. it wouldn't be a big audience now run them over like what <laughs> but, grand theft auto 3 you know, all right man. but now if you really want to see this movie it is a movie i think you will not hate i myself just kind of walked out of it like you know blah it's like i would have really enjoyed this had it been made by a different director i think Ooh. What? what you, oh, I'm just like, you what, what director? How would they do it different? I'm just kidding. Mm, okay. Um, is, is it the director if, or is it the writer? Um, no, the story, I think, really just didn't take into account how these things would be perceived. I think if you had someone who took maybe a darker tone with it, mm-hmm. you know, and not that it should, should be a dark movie, but just a darker tone to get rid of some of the more, uh, some, some of the, some of the uh, parts that felt more lampoon than actual story development. Uh, then I think it would have been um, it would have had more of an effect with me because uh, this is a movie I really should like. I like these actors. I lo- I love heist, heist movies. I'm really into racing, not specifically NASCAR, but I appreciate NASCAR. You're a big Fast and Furious fan. Oh hell's yeah. <laughs> You know, so it's just like all this. This should have been uh, by by the combinations um, a movie that I really enjoyed, and I just kind of walked out like, you know, yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't see it again myself because of the uh, effect it had on me. And I think if someone, um, if David Fincher had approached this, had approached this kind of movie, you know, 
I think it would have had a better effect on me. Okay. You know? Um, so it's called Lo- uh, Logan Lucky. It stars Channing Tatum. It stars Adam Driver. It stars... <laughs> it's, I can't get over the fact that he was James Bond. It stars uh, J- uh, Daniel Craig, which he, I will say by this. By the way, he wasn't James Bond. He is still James Bond because he just announced that he is signed uh, on for the next James Bond movie, which is a big deal, too. Jeez, dude. When so just Bond 25, he's coming back for the last one. Idris Elba cannot get a break, can he? I mean, you got to keep it to the guy who's you know done it well. So you know what I mean. It's not like they True. they passed him over; they kept the same guy. So it's not the same. Yeah, thing. and I don't I don't hate him as James Bond. I just haven't liked him as much as I did in Casino Royale. Casino Royale is the best Bond movie in the Casino world. Casino Royale so that's, is absolutely that's fantastic. It's the best. Yeah. Um, that Jimmy Cagney dude. <laughs> Jimmy Cagney. <laughs> that was an inside joke. I really hope someone out there got that. But okay, the movie's called Logan Lucky. I uh, really call out the acting of Channing Tatum. This dude continuing to impress me over and over again. And I mean, he knows. That he's still seen as just kind of a pretty face dude with a body, but he's taking acting roles that really let him flex some muscle. This one, you know, he uh, he's able to flex those uh, those sympathetic chops a bit. Not that just his cool. abs. Not just his abs. Oh. Uh, Daniel Craig also a, a drastic departure from him, which I like. I like that idea of him. You know what I mean? He is Bond. He is like this, just the epitome of man, cool, handsome. You know, mm. collected, and now he's doing and this British. like. It's right. funny that you say that. Very yeah. proper, this rednecky, like high pitch. Well, yeah, but you Joe see this Bang. dude. You see this dude in Layer Cake. Yes, he's awesome. And that you guy be him. job as Bond. Yeah, uh, but he is not a good-looking dude. And then they cast him as someone who women will like. You know, will, it, it's like but he it's has like, that different sort of handsomeness. He has that uh, that grit. You know what I mean? I think that uh, people respond to. I think it's the suit too. Could be. Could be. <laughs> All right. Well, the movie's called Logan Lucky. Um, dude, check it out if you're really into these things or if you're really into Steven Soderbergh. I myself didn't have that positive reaction to it. I didn't have that negative reaction to it. I just kind of walked out like, meh. Um, for a movie that's, it is like pretty filled with pretty much like you know action uh, with like very short breaks in between. But um, the biggest thing you'll remember is Joe Bang. Joe Bang. Joe Bang. Nice. Uh, it was Daniel, Daniel Craig. Besides that, um, it's Logan Lucky out in theaters right now. Um, I gotta give it a I gotta give it a pass. But if, if, you're, if you're a hardcore fan like Adam is, I think you should, I think you'll probably see it anyways. Yeah, I'll probably enjoy it. All right, so uh, that's not the only thing we've got on the roster, my friends. Oh, we got a bunch of stuff. And okay, Herb, I want to know: Were you ever a fan of The Tick? Yeah, actually. Okay, cool. The Tick. Is something that I grew up with personally, like comics and uh, and cartoons, and was always really close to. Our right, gentlemen, no, not so much. No? Actually, I mean, I like putty. Adam did not. Adam like did the, not like fun. I like the putty tick. Okay, all right, <laughs> I watched a action. little bit of uh, of the cartoon series. It was it was all right. Okay, well, I myself uh, was familiar with every iteration, including the uh, shortly uh, short-lived live-action series that came out a few years ago. Actually, a few years ago. Uh, almost like 15 years ago. It's like 15? Damn. You're old, man. Well, well, you were there too. Stop. I was there too. Yeah. All right, this I'm dude. Well, this is old froggy. <laughs> so this is the the new uh, reimagined tick, and this yes. is also one of the three uh, Amazon series that mm-hmm. uh, you could vote on. They they had the um, the pilot mm-hmm. up on uh, Amazon.com for yep, Prime members and everything tick, like they that. They had Jean Claude Van, Van Johnson. Van Jean Claude Van Johnson. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you remember the third one? I don't really remember the third. I love Dick. I, oh, that's right, what it's called. Okay, Adam. Right? Adam, this is not the place to confess. I'm asking a question here. Huh. Ooh, set me up. Uh, yeah, no. uh, <laughs> the Kevin Bacon show. So, uh, yeah, but I was really pumped for Jean Claude Van Johnson because I'm a Van Damme guy. I thought that would have taken off too, but I'm kind of glad they're, that well, they're doing it. 
They're doing, oh, they're doing both. Yeah, yeah. What was the purpose of voting? Wait, they're, they're doing all three? All three of them are. Are, are oh, having so their own well, series. So Jean Claude Van Johnson is premiering in a few months. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So I hope. It but has the tick split. is the first one to to actually be released. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So how how is I didn't get a chance to really uh, jump into this one. Oh well, this one I I, I, I caught and I was watching with a scrutinous eye. Let me break it down for our listeners. If anyone doesn't know, um, Netflix has re-released the Tick series. Amazon uh, based off of Amazon. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. Amazon has uh, re-released the Tick series uh, based off of the popular cartoon, The Tick, which in in itself was based off of the popular comic book, The Tick. And it's a story about a blue guy um, who's a superhero and his sidekick, Arthur, and their interactions with a lot of wacky supervillains and a lot of wacky superheroes in a world that's just wacky in itself, which is one thing I always loved about them. Now, we got the live-action series a few years ago starring Patrick Warburton, which followed um, that original style. Gave more of a... More of a... Okay, he played, he played a character named Putty on <laughs> Seinfeld, which is an old and outdated reference, and I acknowledge that you're confusing the hell out of our audience. Putty? There's no way. Putty is 25-plus years old Yeah, right and now, then one of the biggest TV shows of all time. True. Herb, how old are you, brother? 32. Okay, maybe, maybe not Herb. Uh, Johnny, how old are you? 33. 30, damn it. Okay, well, anyone You're who's, not going to get anybody not knowing Putty around here. Well, all any... Right. No, dude, please, man. Seinfeld is an ancient show. All right. I sat and watched the video last week of... Ki- no, you know what? I'm not going to do it. It's not here, though, yeah. Um, okay, well, if anyone doesn't know, which most likely most of you don't, uh, Putty was a character on Seinfeld. A more relevant uh, reference would be he's the guy that plays Joe on... Um, Joe, the guy in the wheelchair on Family Guy. All right. Uh, this is, has nothing to do with the tick, by the way. Uh, in this new tick, in a world where superheroes have been real for decades, an accountant with no superpowers comes to realize his city is owned by a supervillain. As he struggles to uncover this conspiracy, he falls in league with a strange blue superhero. Very simple, very basic premise, and also very boring premise. This is The Tick. One thing we loved about The Tick, which I'm very upset this show doesn't do, is The Tick has always featured really out there supervillains left and right, and out there superheroes. The city just rife with them. And that was an awesome thing that set The Tick apart because everything else, Batman operates in this one city and he fights crime and there's crime all over the place, but it's the one superhero we focus on. You watch Smallville, Super Bowl. Not maybe you watch anything with Superman and he's like the one superhero that does this. And The Tick was like, no, there's tons of superheroes all over the place and they're all fighting crime and there's tons of villains and they're all so doing you can stuff defer and action happening. to other superheroes for yes. some jobs and this took it back to those realistic well not took it back took it to those realistic bounds that the tick has never really pushed because that's not what the tick should be and it's not what the tick has been in the past and i'm not going to harp on the the differences between series i'm just going to say that i like the old tick because of that and this new tick did not have that, and that's one thing I definitely took notice to. Mm. This is the story. Oh, also, have you seen Shaun of the Dead? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember the uh, the uh, the asshole roommate? Yeah. Oh yeah. Pete. Yep. Okay. Pete is the tick. Um, and I'm looking for his name right here. His name is uh, Peter Seraph. Peter. That, uh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, okay. Peter Serafinowitz. And I can never remember the full last name, so I had to look it up. I'm not going to lie about that. But, dude, this new tick is more of a, um, it's, it seems uh, more centered around Arthur than the tick himself, oh, which was a strange choice, unique choice, but um, it made it a more self-aware show. Uh, that, that's how I remember the, uh, the cartoon TV series being, was it did 
uh, follow as uh, Arthur as the main character, and he is this uh, sidekick to a superhero, uh, the Tick. And there are other sidekicks to other superheroes, uh, and are they are all essentially have no special abilities, no super. They're just ordinary people trying to help. Uh, take care of the nuance, the minutia, right? Sign the paperwork, dot the T's, cross the I's, maybe sometimes carry the gadget that the hero needs in order to save the day. They are... What? What? You, you get this low opinion sidekicks. Well, that, that's pack, how they presented they pack it. They the hero's lunch yeah. every now and then. Yeah, that, that was sure how they presented it in the cartoons. clean the hero's cat box. Yeah, that's how, that's how nah. they presented it in the cartoons. The Tick, he was strong, right? He was doing his heroic deeds, and Arthur would try to do his own heroic deeds, but usually failed or fumbled every single time. The only thing he did have, though, was those wings, right? I feel, so like, you were reading, I feel like you were reading some bad fan fiction. Nah, the oh, original the take, TV series. The original the take, cartoon. it made Arthur a character. He wasn't just like a, a random, you know, decoy of background figure. Arthur was legit there, and the couple stories did revolve around him, yeah. but he was not the main focus of the show. Oddly enough, if you're talking about the cartoon series, the main focus of the show was the uh, heroes around the tick. Like, it would start off with, um, an episode would start off with uh, Deflator Mouse and American Maid are having an argument. You know, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then they, uh, there's a, um, I don't know, Chairface is doing something. Chair and then the tick gets involved. You know, one of my personal favorites is uh, the whole group of superheroes is going to this new bar uh, for superheroes. And then a bomber comes up, and he's the man, the crazy midnight bomber. What bombs at midnight? <laughs> you know, and uh, and that is where your story would lie. And then the conflict comes in because there's another superhero, quote unquote, called the Tick. You know, so these were like the weird, the weird stories yep. that the Tick was involved in, but he wasn't the catalyst. He was a component of these stories. You know, this uh, series has Arthur as the main character, and it's mostly about him coming into his own as a uh, as as a sidekick and accepting his role as part of the superhero team. And the Tick is just kind of like this figure who shows up every now and then. You know, and he's not always is that like, the, the whole season is like that. Uh, most of the season, the last couple episodes get more into like the action and no realization of what we are and what we do, but most of it. Is Arthur's like I don't want to be a, I don't I'm not a sidekick I'm a guy I'm investigating this I want nothing to do with superheroes I want nothing to do with villains I just want to prove that they exist Okay cool so you want to prove that they exist so you can what bow out Right it, 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 it's a weird kind of point of view to come with Well that's one thing that bothered me because I'm I was a really big fan of uh, this type of comic story where it's not a direct super good and bad story It's more um, these things exist in the world and we tackle them from a human angle with lots of comedy in between you're right. You know, I will call out um, uh, Peter. I'm not going to try to say it again. P, uh, I will call out Pete from the guy Sean who plays the tick. That <laughs> does him a complete disservice. Uh, his name is Peter Serafinowitz. And I will call out his tick because, one, the guy's not American. He's English. Yeah, and, I was about to say. Yep, and he does a uh, pretty good American accent. Not just American accent, but the real heroic focus on words. Yeah, and he's got to be very bolsterous. Yeah. We have to fight evil, old chum. You know, one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does it pretty well. You know, everyone got used to, well, it can't be anyone but Patrick Warburton. And I think he's picking up the mantle like, no, I can do this too. Check me out. And they uh, changed the suit from the original pilot. It's no longer that kind of like morphous, more bug-like. Uh, I always thought it was gross appearance like it had in the pilot. Uh, they made it a more smooth. It looked more like the old um, uh, 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 live action tech suit. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, I don't want to say too much on this because there's not much to say that's not negative. I mean, I do like that they had uh, different vill- a couple of different villains with abilities, but it ran more like a uh, continuous uh, story than a bunch of you uh, individual serials, which it should have, I think. Because uh, that's one of the things that allowed the tick to show different characters and made the world fun to be in. And this was more, mm, I'm tolerating these episodes. Oh. You know, that's so, that's what really got me. You're trying to get to the end just to finish it. Yeah. That sounds like crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like they had uh, one big, you know, story arc in mind. But unfortunately, it was this very mundane, somewhat boring and too serious of a tone type of story. That Absolutely. Which is interesting is shows still The Tick. It's about The Tick. It's named The Tick. And we're taking it from the Arthur's, Arthur's point, of view. point of view with... Uh, well, I was, like, I was like, if the tick, if, if it was Arthur's point of view, but the tick was always there, that'd right. be cool. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be okay with that. This felt like you. Have you seen those commercials with um with uh, that the, the fighter uh, Canelo and and uh, and Sylvester Stallone? Okay, there these. It's line. It's these. It's this line of commercials for. Uh, it's a beer commercial. Okay. And and uh, Canelo's um, basically just trying to live his life. He goes to a barbecue. He's like training in the gym, and the random points, Sly Stallone just comes out the cut and harasses him for no reason. <laughs> you know, and he keeps telling him be bold, and just like this dude, he's just trying to work out. He's a fighter, you know. Let him box, and then uh, and Sly Stallone's on the side with a uh, with a big ass belt buckle. Be bold, showing him the belt buckle. The guy. That's yeah. just good advertising. I don't know That's what you're talking about. Dumb. He's uh. <laughs> He's, he's at a barbecue. The guy's got a black eye because he's a fighter. And then and then Sly's like tapping him on, like poking him in the chest and stuff. Hey, 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 be bold. Put this, be, be bold. Like, and, and and one of my personal favorites is the dude's like uh, he's in he's in an ice bath, and and Sly just walks in and for no reason. Hey, be bold. I'm like, what do you want from me? He's taking a bath. <laughs> You know, have a beer. It's it, it, it's it's well. That's what it felt like. Our yes. Arthur's like trying to do his investigation. And Tick pops up. Hey, be a hero. Like, um, dude, let him do his thing. He's trying, and he doesn't want to get into this fist fight. Well, it doesn't sound like something I would be interested in. I'm kind of Charlie. Sound. I had such high hopes for this dude. You I did. was excited, and it brought me back to. Eh, it's just another. Uh, it's in. This is an internet show I would watch once and not watch again. Bummer. Yeah, uh, and that, and I mean, I, I can't recommend to do it. I, I, I really can't, and you have no idea how much I wanted to. You know, I was, I was all in for this, and then, I, yo, man, they should have just called I, this they, one Lyme disease. Damn. Oh, oh, oh. oh. certainly oh, okay. want to stay away from that. Well, no, I, I get it. That, that was, that was, that was well placed, but, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm too hurt. To too, laugh. Too hurt to laugh. I'm too hurt to laugh. Sorry, buddy. No, no, it's okay. I know how much you care about. She <laughs> called it live disease. <laughs> All right, man. But it's the Tick series uh, from Amazon. It's available now. If you've got Amazon Prime, it's actually available free. Free. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I kind of it was free for me, and I want my money back. That's all I'm gonna say. I want I want my next uh, re up for Prime to be ninety eight dollars. All right. Oh wait, nah, dude. Hold up. Our next review is one I know uh, Johnny's been salivating for. Oh yeah. All right. The movie is Birth of the Dragon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I this feel like we should have a follows the basically the the battle between which is a real life thing mm-hmm. between Bruce Lee and Wong Jack Man. Yes. Uh, and and the battle of the basically the two disciplines. Yep. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, 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 a real story. This is uh, you know this well, actually based, happened. Well, inspired by real events. Inspired. I mean, the, of course, didn't have was... a camera, but the, this is one of the most famous fights. Yes, it is in history. You know what I mean? I remember uh, one of my favorite movies growing up was uh, Dragon the Bruce. Lee story ah. played by uh, 
uh, Jason <laughs> Scott Lee. I love this yeah, movie. Was, up, but this is like the, the it was biopic. not a good movie though. Dude. No, it was basically the biopic of Bruce Lee, mm. and um, starring Jason Scott Lee in his first role. Well, one Jason Scott Lee, no relation to Bruce Lee, right? And Jason Scott Lee in his first big role after um, Griff's henchman number three in Back to the Future Two, right? And he was also Mowgli in the live action uh, Jungle Book. Yes, movie. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. You will not recognize him for that because no one's seen that movie in I love that forty movie. plus years. But it's so good. It happened thirty years ago. But anyway, so it, wait, yeah. It was good. Come on. So, all right, all right. So, okay. Dragon, though, um, yep. th- it was featured. Th- that fight was definitely in there. Definitely. Yeah, uh, it was big. Uh, uh, let me bring it down real take. quick. Young Bruce Lee is trying to make a name for himself while working as a martial arts instructor, extra instructor in 1964 San Francisco. When Lee meets Wong Jack Man, he challenges the Kung Fu master to a no holes barred fight that became the stuff of legend. Now, as you said, this is a thing that actually happened, but this is also around the time where Bruce Lee wasn't the big name. Right. Bruce Lee was just coming into his own, and, and he was just starting to be recognized as a uh, famous martial well, arts back figure. back then, so he, you had to challenge the schools, yeah. you know what I mean? So you had to kind of make, you had to be boisterous, you went to these like events, you went mm-hmm. to these things where they were, you know showing their displays of of the mastery of their martial art. Yep, and he was and also so, representative of kung fu which was not as uh which not considered as prestigious and as legit as the other styles. And also it was kind of frowned upon to kind of have these techniques out there because it was supposed to be a, uh, a kept secret some mm-hmm. of the stuff they did so him that bruce lee having this idea that he could teach everybody he wanted to mm-hmm. expose the world to this brand of kung fu yep. really irked a lot of people over the higher ups uh, that kind of viewed it as something like we should keep you know close to the belt we uh, you know we don't want to have everyone uh, knowing this because these it's like our culture yeah a little he, well, he bit so it was a lot that. of a lot of you know tension just based on that and when they say you know the stuff of legend it really is that there's so much about this and no one knows exactly what happened a lot is up to interpretation there's a lot of different uh, uh a lot of different uh, viewpoints. viewpoints on how what actually went down and how the fight went down and how it all came about but it, this is an interesting take on it am well, you saw the movie, man. Give us your, uh, give us your. Well, your... I, I didn't like the first of all. It was it kind of narrated and followed the story of this kind of this white guy who fall follows into the school yeah, and he starts being trained. That... So I thought that was really, really right off the bat a horrible way to do this movie. A really kind of you know it's like this is a, an incredibly interesting story. This is you know just that. Well, see, now I like that part. That part gave me a um, a level of it's removal. Just the entry from... point, though. I didn't think that it needed. You know what I mean? I thought we could have just no. I think it definitely it needed that because consider it this way: this, if they told it from uh, from uh, from Wong's point of view or from Bruce's point of view, uh, there's automatic favoritism from the audience. With, right, but this is the guy we're following, and also there's an assumption: if we're following Bruce Lee specifically, then we assume he's going to be the one that wins, and we're not paying attention right. to any kind of oh, there could be or there couldn't be if we're following. Wong, then it's like, okay, well, we're, maybe he's the one that's definitely going to win, and this is going to be a humbling for Bruce, and we're not paying attention. Having it from an outside point of view, it's almost like the audience was in the movie, and these two were guys were watching. 
you know opposing forces come together okay but we're not see. we we're, we're free to ch- we're free to, to choose our side our sides ourselves i see i see your point but it's still he's his student i think it was just a kind of a weird way to almost whitewash well not to his student he's bit. both their students right because he yeah. kind of you know he starts with bruce and then he kind of goes and he starts learning more basically his luck for kung fu and the, he's basically they're both guys are decent guys you know what i mean there's not a good guy and a bad guy mm, well there's so much there's there's the, there's the the good guy who's a little too into into his own into his own path and then Creating there's his the, own the other good right. guy who's really cavalier about everything yes yeah um the guy we're talking about by the way is um steve mckee played by billy mangrusen and i've never actually heard uh, his face looked kind of familiar so I may have seen him somewhere, but I, I I've never actually heard the name, so I'm not sure. A Billy no, Mangrusen. He's got that like just generic, you know, blonde hair. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm thinking face, of someone else that just looks like him. But I think it was like it's just I, I don't know. It's no, no. It's one of those. It's one of those things where it's like, do I know that guy? He's kind of like, but so and so and blank and blank. But I think it was good having the movie from his point of view because when it came down to the actual fight, the big publicized battle between Bruce Lee and uh, Wong Jack Man, um, it was. It allowed us to see that we've been following these dudes from an objective point of view. So we've gotten both the good parts of their character and the bad parts of their character. And one thing, and you know, uh, one thing that I really like about this, I was mentioning to Johnny before the show when he said, you know, shenanigans and BS. And I was like, no, dude, trust me, it's real. Is <laughs> if you've ever seen documentaries about Bruce Lee at this time. Yeah, it always uh, uh, like documentaries will be more truthful than movies and mo- I, I mean, this is one thing. Be, it's supposed to be all fact, yeah. but this is one thing. Dragon, I think, really, uh, really either missed or went out of its well, way not it, to it show missed, that he's it mythifies him almost. You know what I mean? And it does, and that's the problem because the documentaries will show Bruce Lee wasn't just a good martial artist, wasn't just passionate. He was fanatical and he to was the a point smack where smack talker too. Exactly, he was fanatical to the point where it was like I'm, I'm so, I'm so incredible. This is nobody can see me. I'm the, I'm. I'm the man, well, also, and, and he was very vocal about that, and that gave him a negative, a negative reputation, not just for being the less popular style, the style that no one wants to show, but the fact that he was very in your face. But about he it. also actually fully believed he was that good, and then well, one of the, one of the outcomes of this fight is like he thought he could beat Wong Jackman, mm-hmm. you know, very handily. Yeah. And so when he, he and, and him every, every popped collar, you know, uh, frosted tipped uh, sunglasses on the back of the head, douche thinks the same thing. I'm the so, shiz. Bruce Lee thought so he was when when he struggled to to beat him handily, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. He then in real life dedicated himself to actually training harder and mm-hmm. stuff, and like he you know was it became fanatical at the idea that he just couldn't run through this guy, mm-hmm. and so that kind of shaped the later life of Bruce Lee in, in terms of his dedication and his uh, willingness to try these really unconventional uh, techniques and training patterns and everything like that. I know like there's so many stories about what he would do in terms of like how he would eat uh, these really interesting shakes with raw meat. Yeah, and he was. Like he that. was. He was. And his he body was was supposed to be a machine. So he went through periods of fasting. He would eat next to nothing. He would train uh, fourteen to eighteen hours a day. He, he would train and sleep, and then wake up and train and sleep, and that really uh, caused a struggle, which they didn't show in the maybe they, maybe it was too early to show in the movie, but from, right, uh, from documentaries that really about that yeah, caused but. a struggle in his personal life. That's oh, what's up. Uh, I, was, I just had a question. Is this like uh, pre uh, Yukon? Or post? Uh, yes, this well, is 
early Bruce Lee before the creation of Jeet Kune Do. Jeet Kune Do. Damn it. Jeet. Jeet Kune Do. Okay, thank you. Yep. Before the creation of Jeet Kune Do, and he's still practicing Gun Fu. Um, uh, a Wing Chun kind of. Yeah, a variation of Kung Fu. Yeah, and um, he's still like trying to get respect in martial arts communities. There's a lot of exhibitions. There's a lot of smack talk. Yeah, so there's a lot of people like, no, he's not that great. I can take him. And then he beats one guy. Okay, well that guy wasn't that good either. I can take him. And then he's got to beat this guy. And well, you know what? He's not that. You know, and he's got to prove himself over and over again. And they show a little of that. But like we said, this is not Bruce Lee's story. Um, if anything, it's split between the story of Bruce Lee coming up and being himself and the story of uh, Wong Jackman coming to America and uh, not wanting to Shaolin prove monk, himself, but kind of being right? forced. Yes. He, he was a monk and he came through. And so mm-hmm. all, like, awesome. all those it, it videos sounds- you see, like if you can go on YouTube and you see him doing like the one inch punch, you know, those famous yeah. things, those are what he would go around doing to promote his school. Mm-hmm. So like when Bruce Lee came to America, you know what I mean? He was going to school and he started this, uh, this karate instruction school. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get, you know, people to come and give him money to train them, he had to go to these big, you know, fundraisers and events and things and show off his skill. And if people are like, wow, that's crazy, I want to train under him. And so that was really the only way to do it, you know, before, you know, social media, before the internet, before, you know what I mean, putting flyers up on walls. Like, he had to show and be the cockiest and the best. And well, so that obviously be, rug, but but, it, he, but that had to make a name for himself because mm-hmm. you know that's that's money in your pocket. So and he rubbed him, a man. lot of people the wrong way, and so this was a way to prove yourself too, right, as well, you lay down a challenge. Well, that's against the, the best. <laughs> he did. This is true, and um, over time he got to be known as he's Bruce Lee, but he's more of a reputation than a performer. You know what I'm saying? Like even now, people know the name Bruce Lee. And I know kids that have never seen a Bruce Lee movie, but they know of the name Bruce Lee. Of course. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's, a, he's that guy. He does martial arts. Okay, cool. Um, have you seen the movie? Nah, but I know um, this character is in, in this video game that was based off him. You know, it's stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, so. Bruce Lee had a different... When he when he started breaking into movies, too, obviously he didn't do a lot before he passed away. But uh, what he, he did in terms of change martial arts in movies, like... Mm-hmm. Before that, a lot of the kung fu movies was like you would fight for like 20 minutes and it'd be like, psh, 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 in these, you know, blocks. And Bruce Lee, when he came in, he would actually hit you in the face with a nunchuck and knock you out. Yes. You know what I mean? So he changed in terms of like he would run through people and actually hit you mm-hmm. opposed to like the the block. Yeah, punch, I can't be wasting block, time on these suckers, man. I got Exactly. So I got he had this thing where he I got would, people to save. Yeah, exactly. He would run through people and had the full contact you know mm-hmm. what i mean what is it enter the dragon 2 he hits a, a young jackie chan in the face with a yep. with a kendo stick too. Oh, that's yeah. a true story grabs him by the head turns him around and pushes him off mm-hmm. all right but that's enough about like bruce lee let's talk about the movie itself because dude i want to know your opinion of this picture like I said, I really disliked the the white narrator that that entry point. But um, as 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 a, as a guy, as an actor, not as an actor, I just thought it was a, a kind of a, a tacky way to uh, to go about this. I thought it was kind of like this culture thing. You know what I mean? You're having a white guy kind of do the introduction. It just seemed kind of it, 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 well, it was is, reductive for me for 
for for the picture. See, I gotta disagree with you there. I think there's there's neg- there's a lot of negative ways they could have taken this. This could have been some disrespectful whitewashing BS. And instead, I thought this that was, was a, a white- it kind of whitewashed for me. No, nah, I, I, I did. Kind of like I the Great Wall. Kind of like uh, that Keanu Reeves right, uh, martial pause. arts movie. We've talked about both of those, man. The Great huh? Wall um, had uh, uh, Matt Matt Damon in the movie for like for like. Great 10 Wall minutes. is different because that has like legit like fantastical things in it. This is a yeah. true story. And this one I liked from that point of view because there's a white guy there yes but he's there as a student and he's it's very respectful of the culture and he's interested in learning he immerses himself in that world and that ends up being part of the things uh part of the thing that 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 spawns the fight in itself right. and i like this uh actor's interpretation because he's actually he's an actual martial artist you know he's good he, it wasn't just like well you know i've been cast for my looks and i'm kind of flailing around and stuff no when he uh shows his form there's technique there right he also isn't like the great white hope because there's scenes in here where he just gets rough and you're like oh this dude's a student of both Wong Jack Bon and Bruce Lee mm. okay of course I see he's gonna come in here and clean up like 47 no, like guys it. in a row no <laughs> like he can handle one guy he can handle two guys he's good enough to handle like three guys when he's facing a whole gang no he gets rocked like you'd expect him to get rocked yeah, like and I like the, that because it didn't make schools. him impossible I like the two schools you know what I mean you're learning because you realize these two guys are you know what I mean mm. so good at what they do and so well respected within those communities mm. so it was, it was good to feature uh, both was like that, and I like the actor who played Bruce Lee. He kind of yeah, got that the, dude was ridiculous. He got the subtleties, the way he kind of speaks. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and just the, the, just the cockiness, impressed. the arrogance. You know what I mean? But also mm-hmm. the the skill and how like physical and yes. how like really incredible he was dude. as uh, a martial artist. This dude's physicality when he. Uh, was doing those those like handstand push-ups. He does the pull-ups too, and he's yeah back and forth. There's this, a lot this, of scenes like that. No like, this guy's yeah. He was not hired just to be a pretty boy. He looked the part, he acted the part, and he had like the the physicality to do Bruce Lee stuff. Right. You know, I was damned impressed. Um, I will also especially call a special attention to the dude that played Wong Jack Ma. Right. I'm, what I'm, else has he been in? That, because uh, he's he's fantastic. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and I I've can't. seen his face. I was trying right. to place it during the movie yeah. too. Yeah. Um, we're just saying the dude that did the dude that did the guy who played Bruce Lee uh, was Philip Ng, uh, Philip Ng, and the guy who played Wong Jack Man was uh, Xia Yu. All right, click on and him. What else did it? What else did all you right, do? Well, that's going to take, gonna take a second to come up, but I liked him as Wong Jack Man because he played a very subdued character and, you know, everything you'd expect a Shaolin monk living in society to do. You know, uh, this dude has done uh, Mojin Lost Legend, In the Heat of the Sun, uh, Birth of Dragon, of course, we're talking about Waiting Alone, uh, Double Trouble. A lot of movies I've actually never heard of and never seen. I, I, I mean, I know you see everything. I myself thought I had a good uh, knowledge of outside stuff, but it looks to be mainly uh, mostly foreign movies or smaller releases. In his own country, sure, yeah. Yeah, have you seen any of these? Mm, let me see. I'm you going familiar? through right now. Because uh, his portrayal of Wong Jack Man was very, like, he, he dressed simply. His behavior was like, you know, hey, look, if I need to, I'll mess you up, but I'm going to be very respectful. I'm going to be very pure. And <laughs> Which just is so almost you know, more insulting, you know? It, it kind of was at times. It was like, it was pretty much like, you know, he had that sense of, I'm being very polite, but I kind of want to get the F away from you right now. Well, you know, and, and, it's like, and I, I'm masking that under a, a, not even a fake smile, just a, a, an air of superiority. Well, when he kind of shows up too, you know what I mean? He's a legend, and people know he's there. But uh, was it Bruce Lee thinks he's actually a spy, mm. trying to 
Yeah, Bruce Lee thinks he's uh, mainly he's, there just to just to undercut the just to scope what he's doing and find out like what he's up to to mm-hmm. report back. Is you know I think that was which I got which tied in well because I believed that Bruce Lee was very paranoid about this guy. You know, right. Bruce Lee was like, no, no, I know what you really want. You really just want to you you, you want to you. I'm challenging you because I know you think you're better than me. You know, and and I believe that from both of them. The acting in this is. Is 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 great? I enjoyed it. I'm a little upset that the movie got such a uh, such a small uh, response in its opening weekend. Um, we should probably wrap this up. Um, it's got such a small response because it, it they were they projected it to pull three million. You know, a small budget movie um, about actually some huge uh, uh, subject matter, but small budget movie expected to make a, uh, a you know good size return. But it's up yep. against movies like Logan Lucky. <laughs> oh, excuse me, it's up against movies like Logan Lucky, and especially what hurt its um, release was it came out on the weekend of the big fight between Floyd Mayweather. It and also Conor didn't McGregor. really get pushed that well. Like I heard about it, I heard about it like four months ago. And then all of a sudden, I was it like, "Oh, it's being released this weekend." I didn't hear anything in, America, in the lead yeah. up. You know it's what I mean? I didn't hear anything out. the last like three weeks. Well, worldwide, it's been out since September of 2016. Right. We just now got it here in America. So, like I said, I was I, I was August reading and watching stuff about this movie months and months and months ago. Then I saw it was released this week, and I was like, "Yeah, really? Okay. Well, there's a you know well, interesting com- way to push your push your flick." It, it just got kind of a raw deal. It was dealt a bad hand, but yeah. you know what? I think the movie. Uh, withstands a lot of stuff that would bring down other movies. Being up against such a huge event as the fight, no one would go see, you know, a lesser film. And this one, uh, I think, on its own merit, was able to uh, was able to shine through. It didn't pull the money they were hoping, but it did get um, a, a fairly decent response in theaters. And I myself, I, I liked it. I liked the movie. I would recommend anyone who's a fan of Bruce Lee or just a fan of martial arts in general. It's almost better if you're not, because this will be new information for you. You know, if you're someone who's a hard Hardcore fan, you've seen the documentaries, and I will also point out and tell me if I'm wrong about this. This covered uh, more of the documentary material that you see, uh, documentary style material that you see, than most other uh, movies about Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's an interesting take. It's a, you know one of the most important parts of his career and his legacy. You know what I mean? Is featured in this like this. This isn't like a, a by any way uh, the definitive kind of uh, telling of what went on because no one really knows for sure there's so much to this legend that's what it is but it's it's, it's a fun take and i'll give it that and i'm i'm fascinated by any bruce lee stuff so yeah that's dude. all i'll say uh if you're interested in that just you know i would go see it for sure mm, absolutely all right so now to marvel's defenders yes netflix's latest release in the marvel universe brings together luke cage jessica jones danny rand and matt murdoch yes. uh also known as um daredevil Iron Fist, Power Man, and Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An alcoholic Jessica Jones. Jewel. And yeah. Jewel. I never heard her call that. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Anyways, this was uh, this. I, I, I liked it, but, but I mean, I thought, and I had said this before on the show, that uh, these Marvel series on Netflix in particular were trending down. 
mm-hmm. um, over the last few, especially with Iron Fist, which I just I think that was, was a reaction to Iron Fist. Really, ho- yeah, I know, but it was yeah. it was definitely kind of heading in that direction. I was really hoping, and they brought back basically with the writers for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I think were responsible for this, and they kind of did that type of story mm-hmm. where it's just a little grittier. Um, and I enjoyed this a lot. Of course, I still think the Iron Fist kind of stinks up anything he's in mm-hmm. in this, but I definitely, uh, I definitely dug what this was. Uh, what was going on with uh, the Defenders? Yeah, man, me too. I was a big fan of Jessica Jones, and I'm like, Marvel's doing great stuff. And then Luke Cage came out, and it was dope. Right. Um, Daredevil was the first, I think, to really gain a lot of like big. Push. You're like, wow, this yeah. is this is serious. You know what I mean? It was definitely like uh, it was violent. It was in your face. It was it definitely came out not. Swinging. It did indeed. Definitely not uh, the bubblegum type of comic book stuff you're used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really appreciated that. So this is this is kind of in the same vein. Not quite as as hardcore, but. Well, this was um, this brought them all together in a story that seemed to uh, take place in each of their individual universes, and it brought them together. So it tried not to have the style of any single show right but yeah no it was, it was a daredevil show with guest stars which is the best thing you could do i think in my in my opinion mm, i don't know i, mean? I, I, I would like to have seen story. luke cage a luke cage story with guest stars because the soundtrack would have been better yeah it would have been all gangster and i would have been all fine with that for sure <laughs> all right all right um we're talking about the marvel's defenders the newest uh netflix series uh in the marvel universe bringing together those four characters i mentioned and the story is Four of Marvel's biggest heroes are each working individually, but have one common goal in mind, to save New York City. Burdened with their own personal challenges, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, Jessica Drew, Luke Cage, and Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist. Uh, realize that, yeah, realize that they likely won't be able to accomplish their goals working solo. That realization leads them to team up and form the Defenders, a superhero group that is more equipped to save the Big Apple than the heroes would be if they continued to work on their own. Simple premise. Um, superheroes, they do good on their own. They come together. They should be this like major force. This series showed Nah, each of them is like an extreme personality, and they're all kind of dicks in their own right. They come together, and they're dicks to each other. Well, it's cool because, uh, like, uh, the other Mar- Marvel movies, you know, get Iron Man and all of them together. It's like they they were aware of who each other were. Yeah. In this one, they're coming together like, who the hell are you? You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? When uh, Luke Cage is fighting Iron Fist, all of a sudden he gets punched with the fist, and he's like, yeah. ah, damn. You know what I mean? He's like, mm. so they didn't know who each other were. Their identities are uh, more or less kind of secret. I like. Well, and I like still, that. So bring it. I like the two. So you bring those t- guys together, and they're realizing, well, I'm not alone. I'm not the most powerful person in the universe. Mm. This is. You know, this I'm not unique, is, uh, even though I am. But it's, it's but there's other people that can help me accomplish this goal. And right. even though I'm going to be my own prima donna self, I do acknowledge that. Yeah, maybe I should concede and let this cat jump in, you know, to the fray and back me up. Because when I'm facing like 47, 49, you know, 93 people on my own, yeah, it might get a little hairy. Yeah, they're humbled a little bit by it, and mm-hmm. I, I I like that take as well. So me too, Johnny. You're off the quiet over there, buddy. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this, but yeah, as, as you both said, I mean, Iron Fist is the bad taste in everyone's mouth. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be the, the one black spot 
Marvel's got to uh, we'll try to wash away. He doesn't get any better. It's uh, just like he's not. Iron he Fist? doesn't really have much charisma as an actor, as like a character. I just well, like I got to give it to him. He was much more likable in the Defenders here than he was in his own series. Probably because well, he's yeah, used because as you a can't get any worse. punching bag. Perhaps I hope he was at least. Wow. Um, as like damn, a comic relief kind of thing. Well, like uh, let's rag on this guy. Well, as ice cold as that is, yeah, he 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 was at times. There we go. But this movie, uh, this movie, this um, this series really painted that in a realistic light and i well not realistic think about what the fair we're talking about but um i believed how they got from point a to point b to point c to point d uh more than i normally would with most comic book stuff most comic book stuff is written like well oh that over there it's superman well tell me superman i gotta know about this okay captain america i'll tell you this and okay what do you think about this batman and stuff like that and it's written kind of shoddily you know if you watch um the first avengers movie uh, yep. where they had the battle for new york it's the dialogue actually comes across like that. Even though it's a great movie, the dialogue is one thing that is it, it comes across like a comic book. This came across mostly like people talking to each other. You know, they just happen to be talking about ninjas and 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 and, and punching dragons and and friggin' you know uh, very comic-y related topics. Yeah, yep. um, I just plain like this damn show so much because. Jessica Jones was good. Luke Cage was good. Daredevil was good. We won't talk about Iron Fist, but I was hoping that this wouldn't be the thing that really taints the leg the uh, legacy of those shows. Yep. And um, I like that they uh, they shortened it. Those series, I believe, were all thirteen episodes each. Twelve or thirteen, yeah. Yeah, right around that. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it felt like they told their story, and then for some reason they felt they need to keep going. You know, I think Luke Cage should have ended when Cottonmouth died. Yep. Sorry, spoilers. It's Shouldn't been like it's, it's been like what two, three years. And Shouldn't Jessica Jones should have been about six episodes shorter. Yeah, and they told the story, and then they kind of dragged it out. Yeah. Which I think they just had to fulfill the. I mean, episode you could contract. have, but like, yeah, I didn't feel like, oh my god, ended already. You know what I mean? Where I, I kind of it, it wasn't so bad, but yeah, I mean, how many times did she capture? Uh, I forget Kilgrave. the villain's name. Kilgrave, played Kilgrave. by David Tennant. Yeah, she captured him. Mm -hmm. He got away. She captured him again. He got away again. Like yeah. it happened over and over they, again. They did it on some BS. Who's the Who's the antagonist of the Defenders? Yeah, that's mm. a big important thing, right? Yeah. I mean, in order to have a, a good reason for all these superheroes mm -hmm. to gather together, they need a really tour de force to go up against. Yes, um, a, char uh, a character set you might only be familiar with if you watch Daredevil. The Hand is an evil, is it? Well, is a ninja organization bent on not necessarily world domination, but more having a uh, powerful enough place that if they decided to take over the world, it'd be no thing for them. You know, um, they're more prominent in the comics. This was the first time this is a super uh, ninjas. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time a, uh, a an on screen uh, media tried to tackle an organization an organization like the Hand. And I thought they did it really well. It's like a by really keeping them badass in, Foot Clan. Mm, yeah, it's yeah. actually a really yeah. good way to say that. Um, and it kept them kind of mostly off screen. You know, the only people you really see are uh, the five leaders of the Hand, and well, before. The five, the five leaders of the hand, and a few of their henchmen here or there. The only times you see uh, them in large numbers is when you have those uh, the big fight scenes, the hallway fight scenes. Right. Like they keep throwing in every in every series. This one I think might be my favorite of all of them. It's because, good for the fight scene. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes good. it's it's kind of hackneyed. It's a thing they do in like they do it in all the movies. They do it in the uh, in the other shows. But this one had this one was dope. This one was good. I yeah. mean, it, and to top the two that were in first and second season of Daredevil is is, is really saying something because yeah. those are some really 
great just not just the physical acting of it but uh the way it was shot the way oh, it yeah, the choreography beautiful funny you mentioned earlier uh this is um not the whole team but this is a, a chunk of the team from the daredevil writers that did this and i uh overheard yeah, a uh, interview with them mm -hmm. and it did sound like it wasn't the uh the the more senior level people of this that sort of had the bigger picture in mind these were the people that handled the smaller details of the writing mm. as far as the writers for this so i was a little nervous and skeptical as to whether or not uh they could handle this uh the collection of four different superheroes uh together in one place yeah, even know also also in the interview they mentioned that their goal was to leave the characters in the same state that they receive them in storyline wise mm. they couldn't do anything significant to these characters uh, such that they would have to make major changes to their individual uh series wait so that scene when iron fist got the sex change you're telling me that wasn't the dramatic change oh, it, that was fine. not that's, sanctioned that's in that was, the next uh, series we all know that's oh cool. sorry i'm sorry spoilers no punisher cameo uh I, i'm not gonna tell you that brother uh. Yeah, I, w I will say though, um, dude, this was a uh, this was a very surprising, very refreshing uh, new addition to um, uh, uh, Marvel's and I guess Netflix's um, TV universe because they're doing good things. I was afraid this would have gone the route of uh, Agents of Shield, where it's like we've got the other we got the other uh, popular properties. Now let's kind of play it safe with a lot of stories and just kind of like really really pandered to audiences without any kind of um uh, a legitimate uh 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 play out in the stories you know everything's uh gonna seem almost like a uh, like an early 90s comic book movie you know agents of shield has always come across as kind of corny to me this was not corny yo people died parts of this was gory the fights were like you felt punches you felt kicks you know you were worried for the heroes you know uh um it, 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 it compels you this was more compelling than any of the other shows. I have to give this my, yo, dude. I got, I got to give this a thumbs up, man. This was dope. Yeah, yeah, it's free. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it's, it's it's a nice brisk uh, a series that kind of uh, you know reestablishes the, the, these characters that you really like and definitely the ones that you don't. So it's 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 telling. You know what I mean? So I really recommend watching this. Mm -hmm. It's like I said, it's a nice you know good at eight episodes of these characters that you already uh yep, it's nice and so tight too that's good, it good how would the two of you sort of stack this up against uh the mainline series for each of these characters actually this was a nice addition to them um i think if you want to put them if you want to put them all against each other this would this was better than the individual shows but only because you got those characters and more yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's it, that's such a hard thing to judge. You know what I mean? So um, I, I wouldn't do it. But I, I don't think anything's better for me than the original Daredevil series. So uh, I would. I, I hold those up, and then Je that Jessica Jones series is is fantastic. So I don't think they really compete. Um, so you'd place that underneath those two. I mean, if I had to, I, d I don't think I would try. They're so they're so different. You know what I mean? They're so uh, they offer different things. Um, but they're they're both good. Mm. They're both really good, so that's the point. I think uh, I would definitely watch it again. Mm -hmm. I will. Yep. All right. Uh, so it's Marvel's Defenders. It's available uh, from Netflix uh, right now, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I highly recommend checking it out. I'll be checking it out. All right, cool. This has been The Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I've been Pat B. with... Adam Willow. And... Just Johnny. And, of course... 
DJ Herbie Herb. I want to thank you all for joining us. I want to remind you all you can hit us up and let us know your thoughts on anything we cover tonight at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, check us out on SoundCloud, on YouTube, or on iTunes, on uh, Facebook, on Twitter. Um, basically, you type in The Geek Down with the first results to come up. Or if you go to our site, geek-down.com, in the About section, you'll find links to all those there, all the social medias and good stuff. Download us, like us, subscribe, all that good stuff. And check us out next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace.